30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Nine o'clock, the open line hour. Anything you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin? One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three. Or if you need to send a picture of an in, of something you're trying to uh, work on, you can send it to info at Rosie on the house. Like Amy in the last hour wanted to know if this tree was dead. That is a dead tree. You can chainsaw time. Chainsaw time. That's an evergreen. Evergreen should not be brown this time of year. Okay. (laughs) We've got uh, a lot to talk about today. First off, a little bit about how radio and the broadcast has changed. And a big part of that is really podcasting and digital communication. There was originally you would a lot of times go back and recover what you've talked about in the past or uh, if you missed it earlier and you would repeat it because people listen to radio very seldomly in a sitting environment. You know, you might be reading, you might be relaxing, but more often than not, it's something that's consumed while you're doing other things. That's one of the things I love about it. You can do projects and have it on in your garage while you're working on this or mowing the lawn with a headset or a Walkman or out jogging, riding the bike. So you're coming in and out of this program. But with podcasting and people going back and listening, that information is so easily recycled. Beforehand, radio was never recycled. You broadcasted it one and done. So you would have to repeat the information a lot more so all the your entire listening audience, you may have 10% listening here, 20% of your audience at this segment. You know, by the time you reached 100% of your audience, well, it was never 100% at one time. So you would constantly be recycling your content. And we've gone away from that with podcasting because it's readily available and digital communications, whether it's posting stuff on Facebook or email communications. Getting that information to your listeners is so much easier than having to answer 100 phone calls. The speed of which we can communicate back has enhanced. So here at Rosie on the House, we've transitioned away from, you know, I don't like to ever go back to something or recover something we've covered in the last hour because that information is available. You can, uh, the archive page that Gary puts together on our website, you can scroll through it and find it. And that way, somebody that does listen to the whole hour isn't sitting there going, all right, you broken record, come on. We've we've heard this how many times now? And even though it may have only been mentioned three times over the course of four hours, you know, if you already heard something, you already heard something. You don't need to hear it again. So that's one of the ways that technology and today's era of what types of tools we have available, email, text, uh, social media, podcasting. And our podcast, if you subscribe, will just hit your phone automatically um, if you've got it synchronized to your phone. And you, know, you can be listening to this later. We had uh, a lot of our listeners, will they will listen to part of it live. We don't have, not everyone on Saturday mornings, an early bird. 
So you'll have listeners that'll come in at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, and then later go back and finish their day by listening to what we covered at the beginning of the hour, uh, the beginning of the broadcast, is each hour has its own standalone uh, topic. Perfect. Seven o'clock, and that's the one hour that's the newest to our hour. Not all of our affiliates carry it, but it's our Arizona hour. Had a great broadcast talking about the state of Arizona, Yuma, Tubac, Grand Canyon, National Park. Bing Ada, Crosby. Bing, Bing Crosby. <laughs> You'd have to listen to the podcast to understand. You would. And and what significance he has to Tubac, Arizona, where our staycation winter is going in February. Eight o'clock, we talk about the outdoor living hour. And we break that into four different segments depending on what week of the month it is. The first week of the month, it's the Farm Bureau. The second week of the month, it's the Arborist, John Eisenhower. The third week of the month, it's the Gardener, Jay Harper. The fourth week of the month, it's the Urban Farmer, Greg Peterson. Occasionally, we get a fifth week, and we'll just take advantage of whatever's real-time current events or have a special designated topic to a different area of outdoor living that really it might be interesting, but it doesn't warrant a regular broad, you know, it's, it's not a topic that you can cover regularly. Nine o'clock hour right now, it's our open line hour, all kind of our bulletin hour. We talk about things like this, like the broadcast and what we try and accomplish here at Rosie on the House to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, how we do that. Any topic is open uh, at 1-888-767-4348. That's one rosie for you. We cover some Listen letters from listeners, which is really hard right now because all it is is either thank you for the calendar or can I get my new calendar. That's a new element to uh, to Rosie on the house. This is our second year printing a physical home maintenance calendar, and it goes through each month. We have a weekly to do in the garden, a weekly to do for your home. That's always covered at nine thirty. Today we're talking about air filters and the important role they play in your air quality control, and your HVAC system. Getting emails right now, people asking for the calendar, just as we mentioned it. It's amazing the uh, the response we've, we've gotten to it. And we've had a lot of fun, but it's also put together for us our topics for the entire year. And when you have months to plan for a topic instead of oh, okay, we're... Minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that used to make me so nervous. <laughs> What do you mean it's Friday and you don't know? I don't know. I'll come Strawberries, up with Strawberries, they're red. They come in a pint. Uh, you grow them, too. <laughs> and the guests you have time to line up for that, uh, you know, increases. So it's really helped us enhance the depth of which we cover a topic. And it's, it's really added a lot more fun for us because the, the additional time you have to put into it and the additional people you can meet or the new practices or the new theories. It's, it's really been a lot of fun. And uh, in this topic, we're also going to, or in this segment, um, I think if, if you've listened to the broadcast, uh, you've heard a lot of people giving their support to Rosie and their well wishes, and we need to, we need to give an update on Dad. So uh, he, they've, they've moved him again. From the original rollover, it was what they call a UTV, a four-seater off-rain vehicle. He was in the back seat, uh, flipped forward, was not a reckless driver case. Uh, it was just a 
Just an accident. Right? Just yeah. just an accident. A freak well, accident. Well, really the, was. And oh. and you know, at, at, up until a couple, well, I mean, like the first two months, you know, the driver and the passenger both said no, there was no reckless driving. And now, I mean, Dad remembers everything. Up and, to the helicopter. And he even said mm-hmm. no, there was not a, a, a reckless driving at all. Uh, but he's after from the rollover, they air vacuumed him to. Uh, Scottsdale Osborne, mm-hmm. where he spent the next 40, 60, 43 60? Day, yeah, 43 days in ICU and another 40 in acute, 10 days in rehab, and he came home yesterday. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he walked in. I went, we went and got him and brought him in. Carol and I were uh, on duty to get him home, and it was just kind of a slow-mo, and you came in right after, just kind of a slow-mo kind of thank you, Jesus, oh, my, and he kept saying over again, oh, man, oh, man, and just every little thing as it hit, just is kind of wash, let your home wash over. You know, you walk out the door every day and think you're going to, you know what the day holds, and you don't always know. So we're very thankful to have him back home and just appreciate everyone. And um, the story is on caringbridge.org, which is uh, was suggested to me by a nurse early on. She said, you know, he, this guy knows a lot of people. Why don't you create a blog? So I just appreciate everybody letting us, you know, do that so that it save, has saved us so much and just being able to say, hey, this is what's going on in general and just please be praying for our guy. So thank you for all the prayers and support. And we get to see the comments that come in are, are very encouraging to us as well. And they helped hold us up during this really challenging time. And everyone had always said, you know, once you get out of ICU and into rehab, um, you know, things will start moving faster. Yeah, I, I think it was like 40 days in sedation. It was 60 days in the ICU, and then they moved him to St. Joe's, where he spent time at Unity Select. Select. And from there, you know, things started going fast. Uh, obviously, it's never as fast as you want it if you're the patient. And easy for us to say yes. <laughs> but that was uh, that was three weeks, and then they went to Dignity Rehab, and he was only there not even 10 days, 10 full days, and uh, then got to got to go home so everything was just like they said it, it, things start happening so much faster now and we've got physical therapy scheduled and uh these mobile he even when i stopped by yesterday uh to welcome him home i had moved uh my workstation kind of into his just because i was having to do both mine and his during during his absence and he's like i'm, I'm gonna be in the office next week just you know, giving you a heads up. So I know I have to get a truck back clear, too. Clear, <laughs> clear out. I'm coming back. So we're, we're excited. And you know, still no date on when he'll be back on the broadcast. But I, I it's not going to be long. The way things are progressing and uh, the way the improvements are happening, we look forward to having him back here on air soon. And we, uh, we're very thankful for everyone that has. Uh, commented, sent a letter, sent encouragement, the stories that have come out of it and how many other people can relate to this. I was even talking to somebody last night and said, you know, my daughter went through this and mm. she was in ICU. She still doesn't have, isn't able to see completely out of mm-hmm. one of her eye and don't think they ever will, but has, uh, you know, has, has a career, has uh, children, has is, is expecting with twins now and has recovered. But just the, uh, the amount of people that have relatable stories that have come out has just been i'll never take those for granted oh man has has been very shocking so 
he'll be he'll be back soon and we appreciate again every everyone's courage and, and comments and look forward to having him back at Silver Line Hour. We'll get to home improvement here right after this. Let's get these Suns tickets out. We always do it in the second segment here in the open line hour. Thanks to our sister station, the sports station of our flagship station, KTAR, Bonneville International, we have Suns tickets for Atlanta Hawks. That's who they're taking on. I haven't even heard of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, they've been around for a long, long time. I just don't like that name, Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> coming from a Saints fan. Yeah. Did you hear, so the Super Bowl's in Atlanta? Atlanta. And mm-hmm. they asked the mayor who's coming. He says, I don't care. Just hope it's not the Saints. <laughs> the worst nightmare. <laughs> By the way, full disclosure, I've got my New Orleans Saints jersey on he because does. of the game tomorrow. <laughs> this um, is, we have a dress code policy. You wear company shirts. Uh, it's never enforced during football season. <laughs> it was an LSU. Pass. Well, yeah. Rosie comes in LSU. <laughs> LSU I can. Yeah, I got my raging Cajun shirt for the Cajuns and all that. But uh, and and the Sun Devils give them some love too as well. But um, no, the worst nightmare for Atlanta would be if the Super Bowl was uh, the New Orleans Saints and the Patriots. After what the Patriots did to the, uh, I can't say the word Atlanta. <laughs> after the Falcons uh, after, a couple yeah, years ago, yeah, you can say that where I don't. I don't call them by that name. <laughs> That's how that's how rivalry it, it is. You know. Well, this is for Saturday, February 2nd. There is a trivia question. We post it in our uh, newsletter that went out on Thursday. It goes out every Thursday. Uh, one reason you should choose a Rosie on the House certified partner. There's a list in our in January's home maintenance calendar. So if you've got your home maintenance calendar, just flip through there, grab any one of those reasons. It's about how we screen our partners. And just text an answer to 411-923. Any right answers between now and the end of this segment will be put into a separate pool. A winner will be pulled at random. We'll verify there hasn't been a ticket winner in the last 12 months. And then uh, when we get that narrowed down, we'll Send it right to you. The first one we find that has the right answer and hasn't won in the last 12 months, we'll send you to February 2nd's game, 7 o'clock, for the tip-off. Phoenix Suns versus the Atlanta Hawks. That's 411-923. As callers uh, line up, Gary's busy screening right now. Let's go through a couple of our listener emails. We had a great one that a lot of people are experiencing right now with dual-pane windows if you've got a crack in the seal. So a listener sent in an email, and it had a, attached pictures that is so helpful to us. And it has a picture of uh, the window with a condensation in the middle. Romy, what's the deal? On a dual-pane window, that's two panes of glass, and we like to see a good separation. Some of the cheaper ones, the panes are close together. Um, you, you want more than a half-inch. Half-inch, five-eighths uh, is better. That airspace is where you get a lot of your insulation value from your dual-pane windows, which still the insulation value of window isn't great, but a dual-pane with at least 5 eighths is better than nothing. Between those two panes of glass, they have to do an airtight seal. Otherwise, the moisture that's in the air will get in between the panes, and that's what's happened to this homeowner. So now when we've got mornings like we've had, We've had the rain that we've come. We've got cool mornings. All that moisture 
now condenses on the inside of your glass, and that's where that foggy look comes from. So does that mean his seal has has given away? Correct. Okay. So what do you, is there any solution other than to replace the window? Replacement is your best option. But. And depending on the age, if it's a newer window, under warranty, obviously, you want to get that taken care of through the warranty. Uh, if it's under 10 years, it might be worth trying a method that we have seen uh, where they drill a hole in the top of the window and they drill a hole in the very bottom of the window. And they push this product through that cleans the inside of it. And then they push this other product through that's supposed to reseal it. It We've seen it done successfully. Um, but it's not, you know, if, if your windows are over 10 years old, the money that's invested in this process to reseal it, it, it it's really questionable if I just spent just a little bit more and got it replaced and know that I've got a new window and a new warranty that's going to last me another 25 years, you've got to factor that in. At, at what point is it worth just going ahead and, and going up to that next level? But there are, there is a company, and every time this comes up the last two or three years, we've tried to contact them and never get a response. So I'm not even sure if they're in business anymore, but it was uh, one of uh, our certified partners, one of their employees had found this and branched off and started it. And, you know, we've got a minimum five years in business before you become a certified partner. And this is one of the reasons why not all new businesses make it even. Um, so. Okay, well, I'll do a little digging well, on that one. It's <laughs> an organic time to pick it back up and see what, uh, uh, if, if they're in business and what we can do to help homeowners like that connect it. Because it, like I said, it, it can work and it can be something that will extend the life of your existing window but if you've got that fog you're you're near the end of the life of it so there's only so much longer that new procedure will last got it now the second one we get on and off uh, regularly and it's just about a sagging door interior door it's sagging just enough so that you have to kind of lift it to shut it so it's a real easy fix you take the very top screw pull it out put in a two-inch wood screw and drill that one all the way in and that'll hold that whole door up. The screw that goes into the frame of your door, not the door, but the jam, mm -hmm. just put longer screw in there to sink it back to the jack studs behind your jam. Much better said. <laughs> Welcome back to Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for over 30 years. But relatively new to the broadcast is this segment in our open line hour. We talk about a weekly home maintenance how-to. And for those of you on our Homes Auto Premium subscriber, it's a digital home app that helps you keep up and maintain your home castle or cabin. You've probably already gotten your reminder to change your air filters and you're already done with that. And you know what air filters to purchase, but for those of you that don't or aren't familiar with it or new to Arizona or slacking in your home maintenance how-tos, it's a reoccurring thing. You've got to do it monthly. And we've brought uh, Vice President of Rius Home Performance and Air Conditioning in, Jeff Carmichael. Air filters, air filters, air filters. It's like 
you guys probably get as sick and tired of saying that as we get as sick and tired of telling people to super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, air filters are your number one and only one do-it-yourself heating, ventilation, and air conditioning task as a homeowner. Um, so, and we we're horrible at it. <laughs> we are. I'm horrible at it. I mean, I, I, I forget I, mine just like everybody else does, and I tell people every single day how important it is to get it out and remove it and put a new one in every thirty days. And mine's probably ninety days old right now in my house. Until I set my digital reminders, I would buy <laughs> a stack of twelve. Yeah. So that at the end of the year, I I get to the end of the year, that stack may last two or three years. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that happens too. So I don't know. However you want to put it in your calendar just so you don't forget it. Um, yeah, it's it's such a crucial part, though, to your heating and air conditioning system's uh, life expectancy. It's just the killer. Why of, is that? Uh, airflow. When you start, when you don't replace your filters and you block them up with all the dust and animal hair and kid hair and all that stuff in your home that gets pulled up into that vacuum, once you start restricting air, then you're choking the life out of the air handler or the unit up in the attic or in the closet. Um, and Just wearing it down. Wearing it down. So you're asking uh, all the different components and parts to work two, three, four, five times harder than they even need to. Which is why we don't recommend people buying the electrostatic yeah. uh, super allergy yeah. Free guarantee air filters. Yep. That... Even the washable ones, um, those cause a ton of restriction as well, even if you spray them out religiously. Um, we just want the system to breathe properly. And, and a great way to know if you have um, too much of a filter or maybe not enough return air grills in the house to get started with, um, just take a look up. Uh, if you can, take a look when you replace your filter. Turn your air conditioning system on so it, it, that helps you put the air filter back in so you're not playing with the rack and fiddling you know around in the it's hallway. a third hand <laughs> it's a third hand yeah um but the filter itself will bow up and it'll you can visually see that happening if there's too much restriction uh, then you know i've got a problem so your problem could be i'm using too restrictive of a filter um, or if the return air is just not properly sized for the air conditioning system itself. So maybe that needs to be enlarged. Maybe we need to add more throughout the home. But as long as the goal or the end result is so that system breathes as properly as it should. Now, nobody likes to have reoccurring costs over and over, and we always try mm -hmm. and minimize those. So mm -hmm. at what point am I getting too cheap on my air filters, though? Because you can walk down the aisle at any you know, home improvements, you know, True Value, yeah. Ace, and uh, your big box stores and see. I mean, I, I even think, you know, there's probably like Walmarts and yeah. Target probably carries, and I haven't been in Target in years, but it seems like they all started carrying yeah. uh, filters. You've got a pretty big price range, and right. it doesn't seem like a big difference from $5 to $2, but, mm -hmm. man, you had that up over 10 years. That's, that's yeah. a, we just Starting recommend to put something together. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just recommend what's called a pleated filter. And um, if you do have, a, you know, what's the reason, right, for buying a Merv 100 uh, filter, right? They're targeting homeowners with allergies, right? They're targeting to the the people with dust um, and all those issues. If you're trying to prevent dust and allergies and indoor air quality, and you think that the filters the solution. Unfortunately, that's not the case. There's something else that can be identified that actually has a solution for those um, 
problems inside the home. So we want to address everything properly. Your filter is not the end-all, say-all to air quality, though. So just a standard pleated filter uh, is all we recommend. And then, like I said, if you do have allergies, um, there's different products and solutions that we offer for, you know, dust and all the other indoor air pollutants that are on the other side of the air conditioning system, not on the return side. And we will get to the air purifying because there's uh, something I want your help to uh, to address. It has to do with UV lights and copper. Yeah. Uh, if you know people that have been listening to the program weekly know exactly what I'm talking about, and we'll get back to that. But when we're talking about the return, mm-hmm. you know, obviously every filter has a size on it. Yeah. But when you guys do energy audits, one of the I hear you say all the times they're they're the wrong sizes. Y'all are re resizing the return airs often, mm-hmm. which is where the filter goes. Mm-hmm. Um, if adding, we love to add. So we when we can enlarge, we enlarge. Um, but when you start putting and noticing the difference of what a return air filter inside that master bedroom feels like, you will wonder how on earth did I how on earth was this house designed this way, or how did I live and sleep in this bedroom before this was installed? So, um, and you would need a home energy audit to determine if the size that you have existing right now is even the right size. Yeah, yeah, we do what's called a static pressure test, um, and we actually there's a certain amount of air that needs to be delivered into the air conditioning system on the return side, and that's just measured in pressure. So, if we're above the, our limit on the pressure side, then we can actually properly size and design how many how many additional returns and how big the returns need to be and you know all the the back end data so that we don't cause any more any bigger issues or uh add too few or too many so we know exactly how many the homes needs and where they need to go and that's not a big intrusive big ticket item to oh, no, size no your bit. return nope uh it can be anywhere from a couple hundred to a few hundred dollars um, but uh, not a big investment for a a huge, huge difference inside the house, not not only comfort-wise, but also on the mechanical side aspect that we were talking about, so the longevity of your air conditioning system. Uh, there's just so many benefits to it. And when you're talking restriction, these air filters we're talking about, they're all one inch. Mm-hmm. What about these new air conditioning units that are designed to hold like a five or six inch filters? These things are massive. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. the filters designed to withstand that static pressure, you know, so they take that into uh, factor when they build those four to five inch, we call them a media filter. Um, and the, some of them are rated at a year, some of them are rated at six months, um, but that's another excellent product and another kind of way to eliminate forgetting to do your filters every single month. Uh, at least you can do them you know, biannually. But that would have to come with the new unit. You could never re-engineer we, an old unit to We can retrofit that. it you in. Can? Yeah, yeah, we can retro. It's a little bit more intrusive if we're just going to retrofit it onto your existing air conditioning system opposed to doing it with the, uh, the brand new install of the air conditioning system. So, um, you know, there, there's pros and cons to, to everything. Um, so it's just what is the best application specific to your home. And is that air quality you guys would go and do something like that for? Air quality, um, it could be, you know, how easily accessible for filters, right? Um, if you're not comfortable on a ladder <laughs> and, you know, and you're not comfortable walking up the ladder and, you know, replacing that filter, that's a daunting task or you have to go find a neighborhood kid to do it or, um, you know, so that it prevents that from happening too. So that at that point, you know, we can just swap the filters out for the homeowner during their, you know, biannual maintenance 
so then it's really outside of mind um, that you would never have to think about swapping your filter out. Great point. Now back to air quality. Okay. Couple months ago, yeah. new homeowner to Arizona needs a new air conditioning unit. Yep. Air conditioning salesman says we we want you to buy this UV light that goes inside your air conditioning unit to help keep the copper from rusting. <laughs> and we've we've had a follow up that we had an engineer on talking yeah. about the difference between copper and metal and rust and corrosion. And yeah, I, I really think. She wasn't getting scammed. Most scam artists are smarter than that. Yeah, I think exactly. it was somebody the first day on his job as a salesman yep. and didn't realize that UV light isn't to protect your copper from rusting. Right. It's for your air quality. It's an air purifier. Yeah, let's, we don't need to assume he had bad intentions. And like you said, uh, your crafty con artists are probably a lot more uh, educated at, at how they're going to con you out of something. But, yeah, that. I think he just – I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it was the first day on the job and he might have had the good intentions, just not understood the products he was selling quite yet. So. Now, are you guys fan of those UV lights? They we, seem we to be catching are. on. We absolutely are. They're um, not to prevent rusting copper, but <laughs> <laughs> to uh, eliminate all the pollutants inside your home. Uh, and, I mean, they're outstanding products. Uh, again, we're talking about um, the cost of something and then how much benefit you can get. You know, we have a product that we use. It's called a Remy Halo, and we install them, you know, anywhere from eight to nine hundred dollars. But when you have severe allergies or severe, you know, air quality problems inside your home, uh, you could spend two, three, four hundred dollars a year on replacing those little one-bedroom, you know, Home Depot air purifiers. That equipment costs five hundred dollars, and you have to replace the filter every year, and those are a couple hundred dollars. So those are the things that you, they don't tell you about. But when you can buy something for $800 that purifies your entire house and then you don't have to replace the bulb for uh, two to three years and the bulb is relatively inexpensive in itself, it's it's just a home run. And that would be a lot better option for somebody that has one of those uh, – you had given the name earlier, but like the electrostatic filters. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we want to purify the air on the output side, not, not try to purify input. the dust and the dog hair. Or There's no winning to that. So you need to purify the output air that actually gets introduced into your home. And in that case, you wouldn't be facing a situation where you're putting a filter on that is wearing out your unit farther. I mean, yeah. the last thing you want to do is only get 10000 dollars out of a twenty thousand dollar unit right you, know, you want to get forty thousand dollars of use out of that twenty thousand dollars exactly unit. <laughs> exactly so that's that's the way we see it as far as air purifying uh, a house and proper filtration change those filters change those filters change those filters and do you guys have a place you like to get them mine's actually an unusual size and i have a hard time i actually have to order them from ream yeah um Amazon is really, you know, you can't beat Amazon nowadays. So um, you can pretty much find any size of filter you want on Amazon and have them delivered. There's also some uh, third-party companies out there that have filter delivery service, things of that nature. Um, at Rius, we are developing. Uh, we're about 60 to 70% uh, fully developed with a filter program for our homeowners. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I would say by spring 2019, we'll be able to fully unload that, and we'll be able to talk about those details come spring. Uh, but we're going to try to bridge that gap of filter service uh, monthly so we can take that out of the homeowner's uh, hands. 
And I said ream, but just to clarify, I do have an American standard in it, but the ream. return size, yeah. ream's the only one that makes that filter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, back to adding a return or upsizing or changing the size, that's relatively inexpensive. So if you just wanted to put the a more um, commonly sized return in for a couple hundred dollars, that would save you on probably having to buy a really expensive odd fit filter. That's Jeff Carmichael, Rius Air Conditioning and Home Performance. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. Y'all been a rosy partner going back to the birth of home energy audits, yeah. uh, where y'all started and have just grown from there and your services that uh, you offer and the, your mission to fulfill, you know, being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You know what? All the music sounds better today. <laughs> Rosie's With home. Dad home. Yeah, sky's bluer, music's better. <laughs> hey, a call came in during the break about in response to the Rias interview. They were just asking, what do you think about putting humidifier, whole house humidifier on with your AC in the summer? Everybody's drying out. Nope. 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 Air conditioning works by removing humidity from the home. So if you add humidity to the home, you're only making your air conditioning work harder. Well, that would defeat the purpose. Then. That would defeat the purpose. Uh, and th- people are constantly trying to, f- uh, there's misting systems you can buy that mist the air around your outside air handler that people try. But I mean, now you're just wasting water. <laughs> so le- leave it alone. It's let a dry it- climate. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. And, and, and that's what the units were designed to do. Leave it alone. Let it do its thing. Have your service man check it uh, bef- in the s- spring and in the fall. Um, that thing works harder than your vehicle. You don't drive it over 3,000 miles without changing the oil. The air conditioning units work a lot harder than your vehicles unless you're a truck driver on the road constantly. Uh, and uh, you know, have, have your guys come out and check it. Let's see if we can help Darlene, who also has an air conditioning question here, at one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you Good morning, uh, Romy. This is Darlene. Yes, um, ma'am. Uh, July of 2016, I had um, a new unit put in my home. I have two. It's 2,400 square feet. And uh, this new one um, is not putting out, never has been, and I've had them back twice. And then the owner passed away. Oh. So the, the uh, uh, company is defunct. Um, it, I'm, um, I just had somebody here from one of the reputable places. And he said that the reason I'm not getting the air put out in the three small rooms that it takes care of um, is that the unit outside is two and a half ton and the inside is only two ton. Is that a, could that be my problem? Now, when you say you have two units, are you, are you sure you're not saying that you've got a split unit? Because a 2,400 square foot house, you shouldn't need two units. You, you may have the air handler outside. And then the I air- have I, I have two separate units, uh, uh, Romy. One I've had for ten years, almost ten years. The other one uh, I've had and it was replaced uh, in July of sixteen, and it is a two and a half ton outside, and the uh, unit that the part that's inside is only two ton. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. The man told me he was. Um, upping the um, flow from two and a half because two just wasn't doing it. Now, outside, so 
Are there two separate units or just one unit by itself outside? There's one on the north side that I've had for nine years. Mm -hmm. The one that I'm talking about is on the south side of my home, and it is a completely different set, two pieces. Just Okay. Darlene, we're going to finish this at the break. I'm kind of running out of time. There's some a lot more questions I have here that we're going to help. Uh, hang tight. We'll finish this. We've got the 10 o'clock hour coming up, but before we get closed out of this hour, we've got to introduce a special guest, the president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce for the Green Valley Sorita area, 450 members strong, putting on a show, the 24th annual uh, Business Expo and Taste of the Valley. Tell us about your great, uh, great little neck of Arizona. Hi, Romy. Uh, yeah, we're, this is, as you mentioned, this is our 24th annual, and it's uh, really a celebration of uh, free enterprise and uh, all this community, and when I say community, the singular community of both Green Valley and Sarita coming together and uh, uh, telling our story and giving an opportunity also for people to be able to uh, sample the great restaurants that we have in this area. And uh, 24th annual, we've added some new things. We have a, a series of 10-minute TED Talks. Uh, scheduled. Uh, in fact, the first TED Talk will be getting started here in about five minutes. Um, it's 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 a wonderful event. We uh, uh, usually get between two and three thousand people at it, and uh, the the opportunity for people to get tasting tickets. You can get a full meal here for five dollars. Now, Joe, for everyone listening on Green Valley or KNST and uh, Tucson, KGVY yes. in Green Valley, you obviously don't want to give away your secret spot. Because uh, that's where you, you go for your own cup of coffee and hidden away. But but, but give one. Yes. What's a great little uh, mom-pop place for a, a good meal? Boy, that's a that's a rough one for the head of a chamber of commerce to answer. <laughs> because we've got so many fine restaurants in this area. You know, I can tell you that we have a brand-new restaurant. Uh, actually, the owners are from uh, Tucson called Dominic's of Green Valley. And they replaced Lavender's Restaurant and a brand-new restaurant, Tito's. But-